This is Hypothetical Help with Scott and Terpster, neither of whom are actual therapists or counselors. Any advice given on this show is truly hypothetical. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode four of Hypothetical Help, the wow, reboot. Scott, don't sound too excited. Well... Oh, it's this dude on a big downer. <laughs> You're on a downer. It's like, hey, everybody, welcome. Yeah. We're, we're back beyond what we said we would do. That's right. Because of you. Yeah. The fundies, the patrons. Mm-hmm. The patrons. What are they called? They've pa- uh, I guess patrons, sure. Okay. They're kind patrons. of our boss. They they call the shots now. They're the ones who uh, the, the, the put us through college, that keep us in diapers, that keep the baby fed. Mm. Uh, they're they're there. They're there for us, and they want us to do things. And that thing happens the to be make the show. The teat upon which we suck. Yeah, the teat. Like the it. teat. Oh yes, they're the teats. And from now on, not patrons. Teats. <laughs> they're the teats. Yeah. <laughs> Go to teat teatimon dot com slash no. It's a uh, patreon dot com slash hypo help. If you haven't uh, bellied up, now's your chance. Uh, we are very very happy that you guys made this possible. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we're here to do it again. Now you might be asking yourselves, Hey Scott, wasn't one of the deals? On the site, that if uh, if we were patrons, we'd get the sh- the show a little early, and uh, my answer to you would be yes. Normally, that is exactly and equally just just to preemptively say we haven't embezzled any money. Right. Okay. It's just that some of the money has <laughs> been placed temporarily in holding accounts, uh, and uh, you will get episodes. <laughs> To, to account for for those i wish it was that cool because what it turned out to be was i was supposed to have a medical test done yesterday which is not that interesting it's kind of just a thing that they're doing results came back and apparently scott is officially boring i am a, i have a boring tumor i guess is what i have no i don't oh, know shit. do you actually have a tumor i don't have a tumor no oh, okay. I, I, don't I, use the t word at least i don't think me. so yeah the t word unless talking about you is a terrible Four word teats. to use uh, or teats. Um, I had so I had to go in for an MRI, but not for any kind of tumor thing. They're they're looking for some nerve stuff in my lower back and and uh, wrapping around my hip, and they don't know what it is, and they're trying to figure it out. And it sounds like old guy shit, and it it kind of is. But here's the thing: went in there for that, and as we were there, there was a huge clerical mix-up between my doctor's office and the lab at the hospital where they were doing this. Long and the short of it is I was there longer than I would have been for the actual procedure, but no procedure happened because they couldn't get their crap straight. One doctor said, no, he doesn't need this test. He needs another test. The other doctor said, no, he needs this. So by the time I got there, nobody knew what I actually needed. I filled out two kinds of paperwork for no reason. And in the end, I went home. Like it was the dumbest thing, and I couldn't get a hold of my doctor because he was golfing or eating lunch or who knows what he was doing. Wow, exactly, saving lives, I'm sure. Probably it was hideous. In between holes. It was dumb, and it, what it reminded me of was, you know, we compl- we we act like here in the states that we have the premier medical system. Our our for profit medical system is the greatest mm. the world has ever known. This is what some would say. I would I would uh, hasten to agree with you, Scott. Mm. Uh, coming from a, a socialist uh, national health service, yeah. Um, obviously, the Americans have it right. <laughs> oh no! Wait. I'm joking. Yeah. We've got it much better than you, Scott. I don't know how you did that with a. a I don't know how you did that with a straight face. You you told that whole story without cracking a smile. So so long and the short of it is, Scott, you were undergoing no medical, <laughs> uh, but people aren't getting what they paid for yeah. when they should have got it. Yeah. And they okay, paid. So sorry, I paid guys. them. I paid them to screw up. Uh, oh, you had to pay for that. Not entirely, you? just like a visit fee or whatever. 
Well, I, but even for going there and them not scanning you, you yeah. have to pay for. Oh yeah, and I have to pay. Uh, I have to pay a monthly, uh, you know, like a thousand American dollars a month in uh, stupid uh, insurance costs. Wow. And then that. you pay like office visit fees, and then you pay what's called a deductible. It's a freaking racket, is what it is. It is. So. Have, they, have you had the old prostate examination that oh, yeah. happens as men get older? Oh, yeah, sure. I'm not oh, that I old. I could have saved you some money then. <laughs> I'm See, I'm that. over <laughs> I'd give you a quick once over. I'd say like, yep, Scott, you have a prostate. Don't worry, mate. That's yeah. it. Pop your trousers back on. Uh-huh. And you say like, this is great having you over here. You know, I, I didn't even know you were a doctor. And I'll say, of course I'm not a doctor. We'll have a little room we could use for yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I could invite all the men at Nertacula <laughs> into Terpster's prostate examination booth. Um, I only need the one pair of gloves. Yeah. I just rinse it off in between. Yeah, that that, w- that won't be a problem. That <laughs> is free medical care from the Brits. You're sure, welcome. <laughs> sure. Once again, proving our system blows, and they've got it figured out because Terpster can put his finger. Hypothetically, in your I could place my finger up your anus. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you, please don't do that. It'll be the worst nerdtacular <laughs> of all time. Well, we'll see. All so. Right. Anyway, so sorry about that. But yeah. Thank you to everyone who funded us. Yes, thank you. I'll be honest with you. I didn't think it would happen. Yeah. Um, I was kind of hoping that it wouldn't because I, I really value uh, <laughs> my time. Uh, but sadly, you guys value our time more than we thought you did. Yeah. Uh, so fantastic. Thank you very much. Yeah. We really do appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, we have, at the time of recording, 266 patrons yes. or teats. Yeah. Um, that we will graciously suck upon. However, um, we have near we have nearly ten thousand plus and growing people downloading the show. So if fantastic. you if you want to be uh, one of those who just gives, I mean, look honestly, literally, what if you gave fifty cents per episode? If that's all you could handle, like that's fifty cents a week. Th- that's nothing. That's incredibly that is, low. So think well, about it's it. Fifty cents. Well, which is I guess yeah, that is something. Which is fine. But anyway. Dollar. Enough of that. Yeah, enough of that. Let's get on with the show. Oh, my whole point. I'm sorry. My whole point with earlier was you're all getting the show the same day today because we we couldn't record yesterday like planned because of this nightmare uh, scenario. And now didn't have any medical. Yeah. uh, Where I paid for where I paid for nothing. Yeah. I just want to point that out. I paid for nothing. Uh, All right. Let's do this. Uh, We got some calls and questions. That's what we do on the show. You guys send in your calls and your questions and you ask us questions. Uh, They come to us via this voicemail number, 801-471-0462, or emailed to us at scott at frogpants.com. And we take those and we talk about them here on the show. We try to give you help genuinely. And usually it's very poor. Uh, Here's the first Uh, question. Scott, I don't like you being down on our advice. (laughs) I think people, we've proven, we've got 266 people Uh who've said, you know what? That's amazing advice. I'm going to give you some money because it's that good. Right. So can't be all that bad, can it? No, it can't. But it can be as bad as this question, which deals with breakups. Let's see how badly we handle okay. this. Here you go. Hey, Scott and uh, Terpster. Um, I have been listening to your guys' shows, well, Frog Pants, uh, since I'm like 12. So it's pretty cool to be able to call in now. My name is Jevin. So my girlfriend and I dated for over a year. And I'm only 18, so that's like a long-ass time. And we just broke up a couple of days ago because when she was in Mexico, she snuck out from her parents and went to say goodbye to some of her friends, ended up in some guy's room. And I don't know what happened. She said she didn't want it, but, you know, my trust is broken. And this happened once before pretty much also. So I don't know. I'm pretty broken up about it. Um, I guess I'm just asking for advice about how to get over breakups and what I should what, what I should do from here on. Because, you know, 
that was my first year-long relationship. And you guys, you've been married for 20 years. It's not really anything. Well, Terpshire hasn't been married, but I'm, Scott, you've been married for like 20 years. So, you know, one year. I've been married a year. Me, it's a lot. <laughs> Any help would be great. Thanks, guys. I love how you get all defensive about it. You'll be it's look. Like, it's like, you know, it, I, so what's his name? Jevon. Jevon, Devon, Jevon, Jevon. Devon or Jevon. I'm not sure. But anyway, mm. he's, he's been listening to Frog Pants for six years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And in that time, he's now happened across a lady who happened across a man, another man twice. Yeah. Um, what I don't get, because I, I want to clear this up to begin with. Like she said, she didn't want it to happen. Mm. Like, is is that is that like she's saying she was raped mm. or something? Or is she just saying like, ah, oh, shit, you know, I was drunk and like, you know, it happened, but mm. I regret it. Yeah. You know, or, or what? Because it sounds like the latter. Sounds things. like the latter to me. Exactly. But, yeah. And so for that, I mean, it it's uh, it's just be happy you got out while you got out. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. It, like, OK, look, you've been with her for a year. That means you were 17 when you got together. A year does seem like a long time at your age. I understand that. I was there. I get it. But I, I am of the opinion that most of the time, a large percentage of the time, people that you meet during this sort of quote-unquote high school phase are never the people you're with after it. And that means friends, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever. I think, it yeah, ends. more often than not. Obviously, yeah. for some people, you get the high school sweethearts right. and you get the best friends for life. Yep. And those are people who have been fortunate enough for their lives to move in the same direction. Yeah. They're but outliers, so though, right? Us, They're outliers. We, yeah, exactly. We ricochet yeah. around, yeah. and it's very rare that our trajectories are parallel. Yeah, there it, you does, go. it just doesn't. That was amazing. I, I've kind of yeah. moved by what you said. Deep. It's deep. Very Scott. deep. Very deep. Much like this girl took it. No. Um, um, so <laughs> any, anyway, so I'm interested because he he alludes to the fact there was an earlier discretion transgression uh-huh. whatever you call it yeah okay yeah she had proven herself to be of loose morals yeah okay and upon this time his trust was regained mm-hmm. and broken again mm-hmm. and i think that it's it's a shame because what you need to do and what you need to take away from this and be galvanized by is that it just wasn't meant to be it wasn't right and you guys weren't right for each other because on some level you weren't satisfying each other or the ways in which you wanted to be satisfied were not in line. Yeah. E.g. I want to sleep around with a load of different people. I want to be monogamous. Those two things don't tend to go together. Right. Um, it's not to say that if you want to sleep around with a load of people, that's fine. That's your own deal. That's cool. But obviously you just need to be with someone else who's cool with that or not with someone else as the case may be. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, it's, a, it's a shame, obviously, young love. It's a tough thing. Mm-hmm. At the end of the last hypothetical helps, I went through a breakup mm-hmm. of a very long-term relationship. I remember that. And yeah. um, we we joked about, you know, Scott, how can I give advice right. if I myself have fallen foul of one of life's most uh, obvious things of a transgressional woman mm-hmm. uh, who happens across other men? Mm-hmm. And it happens that the man happened across her all over. And it was very graphic, Scott. I won't go into it. <laughs> Uh, but for the most part, the way I dealt with the breakup was um, by rallying around friends and having people who kind of reminded me that I was actually still a, a cool guy. I think when you when you get kind of cheated on, the first thing that kind of comes to mind is not like, wow, this person's a douche. Um, often it's like, oh, shit, am I not good enough? Am I not enough? Mm. 
And obviously, you all know in my case, it couldn't be that. Right. I'm about as good as it gets. Yeah. So it took some of my very best friends to be there for me and to kind of lift me out of that funk mm. uh, for it to really kind of, for me to feel better. Yeah. And it, it sounds silly because, you know, you should be able to get over certain things by yourself. But I think, you know, it takes others and other people to be around you and just kind of remind you that life isn't all about that and who you are and why you are a good person. So I'm sure that you have plenty of those, Jevon, Devon, Bevan, Sven. <laughs> I couldn't hear his name, but I assume I'm going to go with Jevon. And I tried to Google Jevon. I, yeah. I spelled it just J-E-V-E-N. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they in the UK, they make kitchen ventilation. Oh, that's so, an actual company. Interesting. I don't know exactly. I don't know. There's a guy in Dragon Age, apparently, called Jevon. Yeah. And he's a, he's a man. I was going to say that's go very, it's very uh, reminiscent of some kind of uh, fantasy RPG character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I'm going to assume it's Jevon. Jevon. I'm going to call him. Jevon. Jevon's good. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I would say my hypothetical advice to you, good sir, yeah. is to um, find some good, great friends. Um, they don't have to be a load of guys that are going to go out to a strip club. I mean, if you do, fantastic. Um, but equally, sometimes being around lady friends can be really good as well to kind of restore your faith yeah. in the opposite gender. Yeah, I, I would all that, can, that I, can help. I would also argue uh, or, or argue for this this. Try, trying in your life at your young age and you are at a young, you feel like you're an adult now but you're really not I promise you you've got so much growing still to do yeah, you don't want to be a grown up it no, sucks it does suck so enjoy your time while you have it but also uh, just know that a very minuscule percentage of people ever have these relationships past that weird self-contained time of your life which you can call your teen and sort of school years it's very weird it's a time that seems so important while you're in it and the minute you get out of it it's like what the hell was that like it's just a weird bygone have good memories of it but you're just it doesn't carry through and the people you meet there don't necessarily carry through it's going to be the new friends that you make now as you enter adulthood as you enter college or university or whatever you do that are going to matter most to you and i'm with terpster 100% on surrounding yourself with the kind of people that really like you that would uh be there for you during uh, moments like this and i guarantee you there will be more of these this isn't going to be the first one she may not cheat but this isn't going to be the first relationship that doesn't work out uh there'll be more and you'll move past those and like terpster the living example that he is he he quickly overcame the the grand diversity that was represented by the previous breakup and is now married to a wonderful woman has a little baby and is heading down his own eventually 20 year anniversary this, this this doomed path that there is no escaping good <laughs> sir it's lovely right. it is i wouldn't trade it for the world right it's um, the best there's nothing it is, better. It is. But at the same time, it is all about enjoying uh, the time you have now. So to with your breakup, just now have fun. Don't go too reckless. Right. Um, you know, there was a time where I uh, was in a hot tub with two lovely ladies. Right. Um, and I then uh, the following morning walked around about uh, three miles home in awkward shoes. And <laughs> it was on that walk my kind of penance walk, my walk of shame, yeah. uh, where I was like, that was my, that was my Murtoch moment. Mm. I was like, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. Um, and I think you just need to, you know, you're, you're young, enjoy life, have, have fun. And remember that, you know, this isn't the end. No. This is just a new beginning. It truly is a new beginning. And you're, you'll be fine. Brevin, Jevin, Tevin. Okay. Don't worry. Tevin. I like Tevin. Tevin's Tevin all right. sounds like a cool name. It's Tevin. like, 
Tev. Yeah, Tev's all right. It's you could uh, like your buddies Ted, would call you that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Tev, Tev. Tev, get in here. We've uh, sharpied the face of a drunk person. Ha ha ha, Tev. Ha ha. Has it been that long since you were young, Scott? Oh man, it's horrible. <laughs> it kind of has been. <laughs> it has. It's been far too long. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure the sharpying of drunk gentlemen still goes on. Yeah, it's weird though. Um, this comes up on the show even sometimes. But I'll go ahead and be a, a middle bit here to our call sandwich today, and just say this. Uh, the, the other day, it just it just occurred to me. I am. Everyone gets older. We're all aging at the same rate. May not be aware of it, but even eighteen year old Blevin over there is is moving along at the same pace the rest of us are. Um, so that's something to sort of em- embrace and acknowledge in your life that everyone's going to get a little older. But it occurred to me the other day that while that's certainly true for me, I'm in my I guess mid forties now. I'm forty five. Um, even saying the words feels weird because I don't feel. Like I am the guy that I used to think 45-year-old guys were. I thought they were like this stalwart, settled. Red daddy. Yes, <laughs> just very, yes, uh, my I, I suit. remember being back in, you know, in, in primary school, you know, uh, uh, grade school, whatever you call it in America. Yeah, sure. But I remember being back there and just thinking like the, the kids at the top end of that, like, holy crap, how old are they? Yeah. And then obviously I got there and you, you, you're then looking at the kids who are like, you know, in secondary school, in high school, and you're mm-hmm. like, holy crap, how hot? How old are they? Yeah. Look at them. And equally as well, for Amer- I always thought American kids were older than British kids <laughs> because in all of American TV of kids in high school, they're all in their 20s, yeah. even though they're actually meant to be in like like 13. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I've always you know, wondered about that because over here we just went, oh, that guy's too old to be playing high school. But yeah, over exactly. there, that's Whereas the Whereas over in England, sure. where we didn't understand about the concept of acting mm. we thought that the the films we got from america were documentaries um and so that really took me by surprise yeah you thought 16 candles a hell of a look at the underbelly of high school life and um, it was it was eye-opening sure you know, uh, safe by the bell uh-huh. i was thinking like look at these guys they <laughs> they when they went to college yeah. i was surprised because i thought the whole time they were at college but no they were at high school, sure. and then they went to college. I was like, Christ. And, you know, I think he was drawing a pension mm-hmm. whilst in the college. <laughs> All right. It's just, it's, it's mad. Yeah, it's mad how they managed it. Tenure in high school. I, yeah. I, uh, it's funny because I feel like there's a shift in that. I feel like there are new shows that feature young people that are played by age-appropriate young people, more, more so than ever. So, you, so if, you're, if you have a 16-year-old in a, in a TV show, there's a much more high likelihood that they are actually 16 now as opposed to, say, 10 even you know, 20, maybe even 10 years ago in TV. I don't know what that is or what that means or why the shift or whatever, but uh, yeah, you'll see more actual children in the roles of children uh, in in high school type shows. So there There you go. go. We're in the future already. We really are. And that, you know, it actually kind of swings back around. And I'll just say this final thing to our first caller. Um, What we just described is a phenomenon that you're feeling right now that you cannot be told differently. Like... We can say all day how old the older kids look to Terpster in primary school. And I can talk all day about how uh, 45-year-olds when I was in my 20s seemed like ancient men. And now it doesn't feel that way. Um, And nobody could have told me that then and I would have believed it. You kind of just have to live it. So you will see this as we see it in a few years. But I don't blame you if we sound like crazy people and none of this makes sense. I would say start paying for Patreon now. And in a couple of years, you'll be like... I appreciate what they said. That's I'm right. glad I wasted all that money. I spent all of that money <laughs> on them. Uh, that leads us into our next call, which we could give similar patron advice to, but let's uh, start it with what they actually have a problem with. Here you go. This is 
another Dave Martin from the Tadpool. Uh, my problem is that I've always had an issue with gore in movies and TV. Uh, I get really squeamish with uh, graphic physical violence, uh, and I don't like horror movies at all. Um, but I've been noticing a trend recently that uh, many good movies and TV shows are getting more gory, and with uh, the advancement of special effects, uh, the violence looks a lot more realistic. Um, I was barely able to watch the first killing scene in The Hammer in uh, the Fargo TV series. Uh, I really would like to watch shows like Daredevil and Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad, uh, but since uh, uh, since I've heard they're great, but I feel like uh, I throw up after every episode. Uh, do you have any suggestions for that? And thank you for all the hypothetical help. Oh, very interesting question, wow. I think. This um, is this is interesting beyond interest to mm, me yeah i think this is a fantastic conundrum scott because sure. obviously you can't take the gore out of game of thrones for example right it's an integral part it's yeah. a again originally back in the uk we used to think it was a documentary um <laughs> and uh, as part of it being a faithful documentary um was that you know you saw people's heads getting chopped off and you actually saw like their head coming off and it's bleh, and you, you know, you're thrown up at home. It, was, it felt interactive. It yeah. felt really special. Sure. Um, in the heady think, days of 2011, is that what you're exactly, telling me? Exactly. In those hazy days right. where I was just like, the future's here and possibly the end days. Um, 2012 didn't happen, uh, which was a shame. Um, and I'm nearly out of debt from that. But right. still, I shouldn't. Uh, you know, the whole Adam of live life like there's no tomorrow. Right. Not sensible. No. Um, anywho unsustainable gore, you might say gore, i think is 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 definitely um it's not so much getting worse as it's just like you said getting more realistic mm. i feel like we're just better at doing stuff yeah uh like before if you watch like, old films old horror films and you would obviously on film sack be an expert to this sure. but it is something where it's hilarious because the effects are so bad that it's gone from being gory and and horrid to being funny and stupid. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know if that can ever happen for where we are now, or if that's probably what people said back then. Um, because I kind of feel like we're, we're making really good, realistic looking, uh, you know, gore and dismemberment in, uh, in our entertainment. Well, I agree with you. Um, it's funny in the old movie, in an old movie that featured something gory, let's say a, a Friday, the 13th movie or something. They would often, the way the framing would work, the camera would linger on a, a setup effect shot, which was, let's say, somebody's head being smashed by a hammer. Mm. And they would do it with a big, wide, open shot. There's not a lot of camera technique happening. It's just a solid, static shot of a hammer perfectly placed to come down and smash this fake head uh, repeatedly and have jelly and goo come out of it or whatever. And mm. it was like, hey, look at this effect shot here. This is... This is this is a thing we made, and make sure you're looking at this because look at this what we made. There's a there was a feeling of like um, I don't know like there there was a very intentional f make sure you watch this moment because it cost us money or it, whatever. There was just a, like a here we are. It's like somebody flashing their wiener. It's like here's my wiener. Look at my wiener, everybody. Look at my wiener. <laughs> Check it out, everyone. Right now, what you have in modern day incarnations of say a scene where there's uh, violence or something used. You have a lot of other techniques at play, some of which are just making you think about it. For example, there's a scene in uh, the new Mad Max Fury Road, a movie I absolutely adore beyond almost anything I've seen in like a decade. Um, I love that movie. And there's a scene in there that is very suggestive of something that's kind of horrible happening. 
violently speaking, that they completely show off camera. You know what's happening, but you don't know what's happening. And you don't, because you don't really see it. The effect is way worse than if they showed it. Uh, because your imagination is filling in all these blanks. Um, and people who've seen the movie, I don't want to spoil it, but people who've seen the movie will, will know the one I'm talking about. Um, and it, it's just very vivid, but not vivid in a, in a visual way. And the same thing can be said for a lot of these shows you mentioned. Sometimes they're overtly gory. There's a scene in Daredevil where a guy gets his face impaled on a big metal thing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That was pretty rough. Yeah. But what's happening is they're doing it with, with realism and camera work that doesn't look like a staged setup effect. It looks like a part of the flow of the action. It happens. You see it. They don't linger on it. They don't stare at it forever. They don't make you realize that it was a setup staged kind of magic trick. They just it just happens and it happens quickly and and happens with sometimes with a brutality that we 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 don't see very often because oftentimes real brutality comes so quickly and and so haphazardly and so kind of chaotically that it it's more shocking to us now mm-hmm. and I think we've just like you said gotten really good at what used to be really cheesy and lame so it probably feels worse than it actually is. Um, so However, all that being said, I just, I just think yeah. this is a guy, this is a kid, I say kid because I know he's young, but this is somebody who obviously has got an aversion to this for probably some reason. I don't want to suggest a bunch of stuff about his younger life, but if he's like me, I saw a couple movies when I was a kid, one that featured somebody's head being severed in a fish tank. That nice. never left me. Like, still to this day, I need to go see this old 70s piece of crap. I, I was scared crapless by the spitting dinosaur in Jurassic Park. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that for me was just like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but now I watch it and I conquered that. Thing. Yeah, and that was and 93. You would have been how old, 93? What would you have been? Uh, what was I, uh, six? Yeah, that's insane. Six or seven. First of all, how insane that is that you were in six and 93. I know. Second of all. And also, how bad were my parents? <laughs> um <laughs> We're all excited. We're going to go see Jurassic World. It's become like a family thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think obviously what he's after though is how can he handle mm. the gore? Yeah. And I think it comes from a very important flow of steadily incrementally introducing more and more gore. Mm. I think the big problem with today's society is that we're dulled and deadened to the shock of gore. And you need to get to that state of that same society level issue that people complain about. So mm. I would start off by uh, getting watermelons and um, just throwing them on the floor. Just throw them on the floor and film it. Okay, so you get a watermelon, it explodes everywhere on the floor. Okay, then take it in some video editing software mm. and show like uh, maybe um, a frog falling from a, from a leaf. Mm. Okay, mm. and then you cut to watermelon exploding everywhere all over the floor okay and that will create the illusion that said frog green frog falling is then smashed into a billion pieces sure um and uh, maybe putting some screams and stuff like that yeah and you know maybe understand how albeit crudely some of these effects are made and actually what you're witnessing isn't necessarily as horrific as you might think it is yeah but if that's too much then maybe you could just, you know, start off a bit, you know, kind of lower and maybe Google like nosebleed or uh, ouchie boo-boo or, or something like that and just see what image searches come up. And you might be like, oh, oh, I'm not sure about that. In fact, don't do that because that's far worse. I've, have you ever Googled like like something fairly innocuous? Like maybe you've got like, oh, I've got this weird 
like spot on my back. I'm going to type in uh, spot on back and just go into image search. And then you, oh my God. Oh, it's horrible. horrible. It's horrible. It's just like the worst example. Don't do it. Of anything. It's like you might as well type in extreme examples of something that I really shouldn't be worried about. Yeah. And that's what Google image search returns. So don't actually don't do that. Um, you could search for the like. Don't ever search for the term like you get. Let's say you get a little bump on your arm. You're thinking, well, I don't yeah. know what that is. That is that like a what's a tumor even look like? Don't search search for tumor, dude. The okay. things you'll see if you search for the word tumor. Oh yeah. Oh my I, lord. I'm telling you. Oh, it's like the elephant man. Uh huh. It's oh. the worst. Oh, that's so that's messed up. Some of life's most horrifying Ooh. images can be found in this way, and I don't Ooh. recommend it. Uh, by no, any. Oh, stra- safe yeah. search on. Yeah, safe oh, search is on, and it's no. still not safe for me. Oh no, that's not right, is it? Yeah, it's it's oh. foul. Everything about this but is foul. I feel like now I'm a little bit better prepared. If someone talks about a tumor, uh-huh. I can conjure up about fifty images <laughs> of what they are and be slightly empathetic, <laughs> thinking, "Oh, that's really that's really nasty." Yeah, I'm of, sorry to hear. Kind of nauseous. Uh, so handling the gore, I think, needs to be done incrementally. You could go on Netflix and basically watch horror films uh, chronologically backwards. So just watch the oldest stuff first and gradually go through as it effects improve mm-hmm. and see where your sweet spot is mm-hmm. and hopefully nudge that threshold. Sure. But ultimately, and this is a bit of a cop-out, you don't necessarily have to handle the gore. If that's something you can't do, you know, say la vie, I can tell you what happens in Game of Thrones. I'll spoil it for you each mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Just uh, l- let me know. I'll tweet you back and say like, OMGs, yeah. you will not believe this. And he'll be like, well, I've never seen it. Yeah. So That show that show often combines two of Terpster's favorite things, which is uh, dismemberment and the human penis. So Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes a member gets dismembered. Right. And for me, that is oh, all You start clicking on all cylinders. Exactly. Yeah. That is, that's what I'm about. Mm-hmm. That is what I am about. <laughs> In the end. So uh, equally as well, it's, you know, the documentary style that I really enjoy yeah, as well. It's pretty good because uh, it's all about real life. Exactly. It was, it was America in the medieval times. Of course. You didn't know so, what was happening over here then. No, exactly. That's the problem with the whole dragons and stuff. You yeah. know, we were all still just normal knights and kings and stuff yeah. like that. But we, you had kings and knights and dragons. Yeah. You had popes. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You had a lot of pope action at that time. Yeah. Uh, so uh, one final, the final thing I would say, yeah, the high septons. Uh, that's basically what they are, aren't they? Analogs to yeah, like yeah, Catholic the, priests yeah. and cardinals and all that. Um, Damn right. I, uh, I just, one final thing to say, just to, from from uh, from some personal experience, I'm not necessarily squeamish about any of these things, except uh, you know once in a while, like some of the stuff I saw when I was a kid is like, Ugh. but I've been sufficiently desensitized since then. I have a daughter, however, who just turned 18, so she's just made herself to legal adulthood as of uh, a week ago, mm. and she will not and just refuses to watch anything to do with zombies. She can't do it. She can't deal with it. Things like really? The Walking Dead absolutely avoids it at all costs. She loves the idea. She likes post-apocalyptic stories. She'd love the new Mad Max film. She loves anything that's like sort of society is broken down and fallen apart unless it somehow involves zombified humans. Do you know why? I I asked her. and she, she chase her with zombies? So two things, two things happen. One is she had a friend in junior high that had her over one day and they turned on Zombieland, which is kind of a comedy, which is ironic. Yeah, it's a comedy. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a dark comedy, but a comedy nonetheless. And it messed her up. She just did not like it. It made her feel terrible. She didn't want anything to do with zombies from then forward. That's that's not catalyst number Murray. one. No, she she did well, she loves Bill Murray, but she just hated that movie. Okay. So that was catalyst number one. Catalyst number two is she just doesn't like the concept that perfectly normal, functioning, emotional human beings 
who are going about their day being good people, average people, whatever, could suddenly be turned into mindless, horrifying uh, creatures, which I think is the draw for most people is this is this weird dichotomy of this used to be a normal guy with a job and a life and a lawn to mow yeah. and a dog and a, and a kid and everything else. And now they're just this maw of, of you know, decay and destruction. Brainless yeah. horror. Yeah. yeah. And that's the whole reason zombies resonate. It's got all this like, you know, you can apply analogs to real life and, oh, we're like zombies when we watch. Consumerism. Right. All, know, all, all that stuff. All these, all these people who've given all this money on Patreon to hypothetical help. Mm-hmm. They're zombies. <laughs> no, no, not, no, no. They're good not. guys. They're the good guys. You're, you're the you're the good guys. You'll be saved in the zombie apocalypse. Right. Because we will have an airship that's right we're spending all of the money from patreon on a hypothetical airship right so that when the zombie apocalypse comes Mm -hmm. you're all allowed on board yeah that's exactly right so she she can't deal she does not like that concept of people losing it in that way and i remember one time i kind of feel bad about this but a couple of years few years ago we were at a i can't remember where we were california or somewhere where we were in a street where it was suddenly kind of empty-ish and we couldn't figure out why and later figured out it was because it was a parade or something coming the other direction. They closed off a lot of the street. But here we are standing in what was normally this, this busy street. And I looked behind us and I said, oh, no, a zombie horde coming our way. Kidding. Uh-oh. Totally kidding. She looked back and there was a bunch of people as part of a marathon or something that were leading this parade. I don't remember what it was, but they were all coming our way kind of running. Oh, and I looked at her and I've never seen fear in her face like that ever. And I felt bad. I went, oh, shoot. Way to go, dad. <laughs> Like and she, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's not zombies, mutants. And she was punching mutants. me in the arm. And she's the funny thing about her; she's not afraid of really anything but that. But so, something that will never happen, right? I so, think that's the beauty of of real, real fear, mm-hmm. is that it is un, inexplainable. Yeah, yeah. You can't. I have a phobia too. Scott. What's yours? Lay it out. What is it? I won't go into it. No, come on, give it. You have to now. You've mentioned it. You have to. I'm scared of ducks. <laughs> Shut okay. up. For real? I've said it. No, for real. I don't like ducks. <laughs> People what... say their cracks don't echo. They do echo. Uh-huh. Okay. I have That's that with geese. Myth. I don't like geese, but ducks Ducks are all right. What, what is it about the duck that you find? They're just shifty. They're mm. everyone like, they, like, they want bread off of people, but mm. at the same time, do they? Yeah. Like, birds shouldn't eat bread. Why are they eating bread? Yeah, what's, that, their, what's their plan? That is weird. I, I'm don't like them. Don't trust them, Scott. And then they go. They like migrate. Yeah. Where? Where are they going? What are they doing? Mm-hmm. How long are they? How are they getting there? Like it's just there's something there's something <laughs> going on with ducks that I just for me put me in a room with a duck. I will choose a different room. Right. Okay. I will not elect to be. I think equally it may be because I watched Mighty Ducks when I was younger, yeah. and there wasn't really any ducks in that program. There were some geese, I think, at the beginning. Um, but, yeah, for, for me, you can duck off. Well, today's episode will be called Scary Ducks. and uh, Scary Ducks. And now that. you understand why. Yeah, totally. Listener. Now, uh, that pretty much does today's show. And by the way, if you want to be one of these callers, it's so easy to do it. 801-471-0462. Uh, just call it. Leave a message. It's a piece of cake. Everyone's got cell phones now. Just call that freaking number. It's not a problem. If you'd rather not or you live somewhere in the world that can't call that number or something like that, Email us, scott at frogpants.com. We'll put it in the show, okay? MP3. Yeah, MP3s, uh, waves are okay. 
No MV, MV. What's the Windows one? WMVs. No one uses it, Scott. Don't worry. WMAs. Yeah, no don't, one uses don't that. send that. And if they do, then it doesn't matter. We're not going to yeah. listen to it. We don't need it. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, the underscore T, and I'm at Scott Johnson. Now, one final note of interest here on the Patreon. We have another goal. We have one other main goal. If we get to that secondary goal, which you can all learn about at patreon.com slash hypohelp, we will do video versions of this self-same podcast. So Now, will, Scott, yeah. I've been thinking about this. Yeah. Video... Yeah. We're asking for twice as much. It's more than twice as much work, Scott. I agree. I yep. want us to get to $999 <laughs> and then no one give any more. <laughs> and that way we just get paid more to do what we're already doing. Oh, that's a loophole that's, I hadn't thought that's of. That's the genius, mm. I, I think, at least. But I know what will happen is some douche out there <laughs> will come along and be like, oh, I love this. I'm going to give them a dollar. Son of a bitch. Now we got all this extra work. I'm coming for you. Yeah. I'm coming for That's you. That's a great loophole. I hadn't thought of that. That's brilliant. But anyway, videos I think will be fun mm -hmm. um, for people wondering, well, why would I want to watch you guys? Mm. Well, yeah. uh, firstly, um, I I sometimes fiddle with myself yep. um, nervously. Yep. And uh, some of you might be into that. Um, equally, I have a drink that I take sips of. And you currently won't know necessarily when I'm having a little sip of my drink. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I mute the microphone and then burp. Mm -hmm. uh, but obviously I won't be able to do that on the old camera. So you'll see silent burps. <laughs> There's all of these things that you're currently missing out on that you could enjoy. Silent, silent burps and you fiddling with your testicles. Exactly. Yeah. Just readjusting, just mm -hmm. making sure everything's pointing where it should be. You need to uh, breathe. You, know. you got to give it some room to breathe. I understand. Exactly. It's a, been a long day. It's the end of my day. Yeah. Here. Nobody wants squash nut unless it's a some sort of dessert. Oh, that sounds lovely though, doesn't it? It does. Mm. Uh, so thank you all for being here and keep those calls uh, short and, and uh, to the point. Uh, we got some that were like five and a half minutes. We can't play those. But if you wow. send us like 30 seconds I wouldn't even minute... listen to them, Scott. <laughs> if, they, if that was, that's why Scott gets all these calls because I'd be like, Five minute. Nope. Yeah. Next, please. Yes. No, thank you. Uh, I even checked them all out to see if, well, maybe I can edit this. But yeah, you're 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 guaranteed almost a slot in the show if you keep them nice and short. Again, a reminder: if you want to do that, 801-471-0462 or email us Scott at frogpants.com. It's gonna do it for us, I think. Terpster, anything else before we go? Just want to say thanks again to everyone who supported us. Yeah. Uh, sorry to those people who wanted it early. Hmm. Um, Next week. There's. There's, hang on, 43 people we've let down. Well, <laughs> so to those 43 people, yeah. I apologize. Next week, you'll get it early. You get it on a Tuesday, and then uh, everyone else gets it Wednesday. So uh, day early for you patrons. Uh, you can download the show individually. Or you can just be, you know, if, you, if you'd prefer just, to, oh, well, I'll just wait for the RSS and all that. That's fine, too. We, we're not, you know, picky. But we want to make that that's on option cool. for those who want it early. Uh, that'll do it for us, for me, for Terpster, and for all those we've helped today. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. If I get sent like a load of ducks, I'm going to be so <laughs> I was thinking, you know what people could do? What could they do? Send you like a duck bill in a bag all ominously with like a Shit. horrible ransom note or something? Think I'd be that. okay with that because it means they killed a duck. <laughs> but it's, it'd be like if they sent me like a duck egg. Yeah. And it was like still warm, that yeah. the, it could still be alive. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm 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 noping out of there again. 